What up, y'all? It is your boy Jesse, aka Jesse Prada, coming at you with the Christ Convo Podcast, inspiring you to live the best way you can for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Listen, I hope this blesses you. Without further ado, let's get into it. What is the word, people? It is your boy. We are on another episode of Christ Convo today. Um, I would like to, well, y'all see the title. The title of this podcast is called Gift Negligence. You definitely like, Jesse, where, where, where are you going with this? Where are you going with this, bruh? Like, what you doing? And, you know, I was just thinking to myself about some very important gifts that the Lord has given us that I know that we as the body of Christ and as the world have just been out of order with uh, managing and stewarding these gifts. So before I get into, because uh, there's three of them, there's three gifts that I know that the Lord has given us that we have just been tweaking and they're all, I guess, considered to be in the same category or related. Um, so yeah, we'll get into that. But right now, I would like to back this up with some scripture. And when I say back this up, essentially prove that in order for you to operate in any of the gifts that God has given us in this life, we need we need to obviously be one with the gift giver. Like we need to speak to the gift giver, the person who made the gift so we know how the gift works like i don't know if you are i don't know if y'all are watching mike todd but uh two weeks ago he was just talking about you know if you want to get to know the product well you gotta ask the manufacturer receive wisdom from the manufacturer you know what i'm saying so this is james chapter 1 verses 17 and it says every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change like shifting shadows. Whew, my Lord. The next scripture. Okay, well, let me explain this first. So this is just saying that every good thing that we have ever received as human beings has came from God. Everything that is good, everything that is perfect has came from God, right? Next scripture, John chapter 14, verses 26. And it says, but the advocate, ooh, the Holy Spirit, yes, Lord, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. And this is just calling the Holy Spirit a teacher. And the reason why specifically I know that this verse deals with my topic for today is because it says he will teach you all things. He will give you a level of knowledge and discernment. And so there's plenty of gifts that we have received. But if we don't have the knowledge and discernment on when and how to use them, it will cause damage and havoc. Like, and we see this all in this society. So now we're going to get into the gifts. Some of the gifts that I think it's only three of them. Um, and I guess they're considered to be all related, but <sighs> I don't think they are in like, I'm a, I'm a get into that. But the first gift emotions, 
God has given us emotions. He has given us the ability to feel, I guess, right? Now, once again, for y'all out here who are educated and whatnot, I'm not going off of anything subjective. I'm going to read Google. Um, I'm going to read Google. So it says emotions are a natural instinctive state of mind deriving from one's circumstances, mood, or relationships with others. So... I mean, I guess that sums it all up. Really, your ability to feel um, about a situation that you have seen, uh, you know, manifest for yourself or for somebody who you're very close with. Um, and not just emotions, but in addition to speaking on emotions, I want to talk from the title in this category, Emotional Credibility. Ooh, that's good. Emotional credibility. So we got we we went over what emotions means. But let's go for what credibility means. So credibility means the quality of being trusted and believed in or the quality of being convincing or believable. Mm. Do you have emotional credibility? Well, I'm asking questions like this is a TED talk. Let me just stop. So Emotional credibility, I think, honestly, comes from the Holy Spirit. I think the right, the way you could have emotional credibility is because you are able to decipher and discern which situations in your life deserve your emotional weight. You get what I'm saying? Like, y'all ever known that kid? I know for me, I definitely ran into them when I was younger because I was younger, so I was... I encountered more young children, but y'all ever met them children who cried over everything, like over everything? I mean, let's just think about this. Like, do they not lose their credibility? It's sort of like every time they cry, you just like, oh, here we go again. Like, or let's take it even further. Y'all know them dudes that always be getting angry or, you know, those women who are very emotional. And so when the two of them always get into an a get into a very emotional state, people don't take them seriously. They're just like, oh, well, it's just another situation. They're always like that. And that's the problem. Like, I think a lot of our emotions, um, because we may not use them with discernment and be negligent with that gift that God has given us to feel, we essentially feel everything and we decide we, we're not able to decide and discern on what deserves to have our emotional attention. So now every time something gets us upset, annoyed or offended, we get emotional. And, you know, witnesses that are there to see this from us, like low key are making us not as much of a credible source like when it comes to showing emotion because if you get emotional at everything there's no sacredness for your ability to feel you know what i'm saying like it's if there's no requirements for you to get emotional if there's no discernment for you to get emotional then you will literally be emotional wherever you go whoever you're around in some way shape or form and so people will look at you or you know us as emotional people to the point where they're like oh well they're like that that's just how they are when in actuality an actual issue may come 
that is really, really important. And, you know, we would like to have our emotions. We would like to, we would like our emotions to have value. Um, but because people may have noticed that we have not been discerning in using our emotions, then it's just like, oh, it's just another emotional person or it's just another emotional situation for them or whatever. And they would just chalk it up to us being emotional when we may be trying to express something. So I would also say emotional credibility allows you to express what matters to you effectively. Um, because like I said, in this society, a lot of people get offended very quickly, very easily. And so if people know this is how you are, then they're just not going to listen to you. I mean, bottom line, because if they notice and they see that you get emotional with every other situation that you don't like and you're not, you don't have wisdom in what you allow to hold weight to your, uh, to your emotions, um, you will literally just be looked at as another person who is super emotional and people won't hear you. I'm hoping this is making sense because it's making sense to me. And I I'm going to still keep speaking because I feel like this is very necessary in this society. And this is something that we're not talking about. All right. So that was the first. This is the something that this is something that it is that is not talked about. Sorry, I had to correct myself. So next, the next gift, love. Oh, child. OK, so first off, Jesse, you said emotions and love. Don't those correlate? No. Emotions have nothing to do with love. Listen. Y'all can say what y'all want. Your feelings, oh glory, your feelings have nothing to do with love. Um, love is an action word. Love is a verb. Your feelings have nothing to do with love. Let me prove it to you. There are plenty of people that I may not like as much or I may not be as fond of, but I love them. I'm pretty sure a lot of you actually have people in your life that you may not like, that you may honestly even dislike, but you still love that person. You still hope for the best for that person. And so another situation, you can feel that someone is extremely attractive, yet look at them as an object. That's not love. That that just doesn't make sense. So emotions and love have nothing to do with each other. And the only reason why I'm making this clear is because society has definitely been negligent with love. And I think the one reason why that is, is because we have not listened to the Holy Spirit and his definition of love. So therefore, we create our own. So this is not the definition of love at all. But I'm going to read what Google says love is an intense feeling of deep affection. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's funny. That ain't got no. Oh, my gosh. Um, a oh, wow. Feel a to feel a deep romantic or sexual attachment to someone. Child, we are in error. So. um, So, like I said, I do not believe that love has anything to do with emotions. I believe your emotions can. What's the word? Um, I mean, I guess your emotions can assist you um, in loving someone, but it does not. Your love does not stem from your emotions. There we go. So my definition of love is in the Bible. Ooh, child. This is in First Corinthians chapter thirteen, 
You get what I'm saying? We're going to start at verse 4. 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4. And it just says, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not jealous or boastful or proud or rude. It does not demand its own way. It is not irritable. And it keeps no records of wrongs. It does not rejoice about injustice, but rejoices whenever the truth wins out. Love never gives up, never loses faith, is always hopeful, and endures through every circumstance. Now, in what I just read, when did you hear anything about a lick of emotion? My point exactly. Ain't nothing, ain't love ain't had nothing to do with how you feel. How you feel can definitely help you when loving. However, how you feel does not, it, it is not the motivator of your love. It, it no. Because um, if that were the case, then, I mean, oh, Lord. Am I going to say that? I'm not going to say that. Um. Anyway, so this is another, this is another gift that God has given us that we have just not been... <clears throat> that we, I don't think we as a people, as a culture, have really been stewarding over this gift. I mean, if you look at it, people aren't even taking love seriously no more. Um, I mean, I'll even call it out and say, no, I'll call this out and say it, talking about uh, love and hip hop. I don't see no type of love when I be looking at that. I'm sorry. That, that just, I mean, that that from what I'm seeing, that's not the love that my God is showing to me. It doesn't resemble it at all from from what I've seen. I don't watch it faithfully or anything, but based off of what I've seen, it it, it shouldn't be no love in hip hop. It sh I mean, they should probably add another word because that what I've been seeing ain't love. And but what I think is the problem is stuff like that in this culture has so much. Um, what's the word? I guess power and influence on people. So like, if you see certain things that have the word love attached to it in this culture. You would sit here and say this is love when in actuality, no, like there's no there, there's there's plenty of there's plenty of things in regards to love that have to do with feelings. And when it comes down to action, when it comes down to endurance, when it comes down to commitment, there's there's nothing there. And so this is just to once again, highlight the fact that we have taken love out of context and what it truly is and made it based off of our own preferences when in actuality, God is the standard of love. The Bible says God is love. Um, and we also look at love as it's something selfish. Love is not selfish. Love is not self-seeking. Love honestly doesn't have anything to do with you, but it has to do with the person whom you are loving. And so this is a this is another thing that I would like to highlight. Um, I think we need to get our perspective of love together. Um, and yeah, and emotions as well. The third one, sex. Oh, man. Oh, man. Jesse, you did a whole nother. Jesse, you did three different categories. Yes, like these are all considered related. And that's why I feel like this culture is so jacked up because we real life think love, emotions, and sex is all in the same category. These can all like be related like in some way, shape, or form, but one does not stem from the other. Like, uh, am I, I'm wondering if I'm saying this right. What I'm just saying is like, you're, okay. What I'm saying is your emotions is the ability to feel. However, love has nothing to do with your emotions. 
Love is a standard that God sets for his people. Love has nothing to do with sex. Love, sex can come out of the love you have for a person, but just because you have sex with somebody does not mean you love them. Like, there is no commitment in penetration. Whoo, Jesus. Did I just say that? I did say that. There is no commitment in penetration um, at all. Anybody could have sexual activity, but this is the problem, and this is probably why the divorce rates are in the sky, for real, for real. It's because, like, there is a lot of feelings and emotions, but there's not a, there's not a lot of commitment. Now, I'm not saying that's how every divorce is. Uh, once again, I'm not saying I don't know every situation. What I'm saying is, is in this society, there's definitely been a confusion on what love is, what love looks like. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, sex. Um, obviously, we know that sex should be in the container of marriage. But uh, as a society, we have used it for selfish gain and feeling and whatnot. And it is a gift from God. Like, and, you know, it just shows that we took something that he made to be pure and, you know, perverted it like crazy. I'll be honest. I'm going to say this, too. Um, you know, women of God. Um, and this goes for the men, too. But I don't really want to call. I don't really want to make this on the men because, bro, you're responsible for leading the relationship anyway. So, yes, this applies for you, too. But I'm specifically asking towards I'm specifically asking the woman about this, because as the man, you should be leading um, in the relationship and you should be setting the standard of what is allowed to fly and what is not in the relationship, not the woman. This does not mean that you trample over her. This does not mean that you don't allow her to speak. But what this does mean is you as the man should be taking initiative to all things um, that are beneficial to the relationship. No ifs, ands, or buts. Okay, so women of God, right? What I'm saying is this. You ought to, now, here's the thing. I don't know if the women who are listening to this, if y'all are dating um, or if y'all not dating or whatever, whatever y'all are on, it doesn't matter. There's no judgment here. You already know I had my whole life. Like, I'm not calling y'all hoes, but what I'm saying is like, I've been in situations where I was sexually active and, um, yeah, there's no judgment. So what I'm saying is, is if y'all are in a situation where y'all are having consistent sex with your boyfriend, you should challenge your boyfriend and you should ask him, how would he feel if, how would he feel if you were to tell him that you wanted to wait to have sex until you didn't want to have sex until you were married? I think every I think every woman who is having a sexual relationship with their boyfriend should confront him on that and say, why? What, what would happen if I told you I did not want to have any sexual action with you or sexual interaction with you until we got married? And the reason why I want you guys to ask them this question is because in that moment, you will know what he is there for. Because if he truly cared about you, then he would be okay with that. Because you wouldn't be leaving. The sex would. Ooh, my God. I would encourage you to ask that question. Um, that This will allow you to see where the relationship is going and what he is truly there for. Um, so you could understand his intentions and whatnot. And I know it's a very difficult topic. Um, I know it's a very difficult conversation, but I think these types of things need to be challenged in our culture. Like, 
in regards to love, like I said, love has nothing to do with feelings. Like love is a commitment. Love is endurance. Like, let's just think about this. Now, I've never been married, not yet anyway, but when people, um, I was listening to another person on their podcast and he was just talking about the vows in marriage. And he was like, the vows are not for your feelings. Like when you're feeling good and you enjoy the person and everything is all good in your marriage, you don't need the vows. Like that, that's not, that's not going to require any love out of you because you're already feeling good and everything is good. But what about the times when you and that person want to rip each other's head off? Now you got to sit here and you have to look at the vows that you guys made and you hold on to those vows out of love. Like I said, it, it's it's very easy to go off of feelings and emotions. That does not show any form of commitment, any form of endurance at all. Like, and we've got, as a society, we got this messed up. And I'm just bringing this to the attention of the body of Christ on this podcast. And I'm really just uh, asking that each and every person that we become well aware that God, yes, has given us emotions. He has given us love. He has given us sex. I completely get it. But with our emotions, we need to be very discerning on what we allow to hold weight to ourselves, to, to our emotions, because if we don't, we will lose our credibility, especially in the body of Christ. We will lose our credibility when it comes to our emotions and expressing our emotions. We can't, we cannot, we cannot control how people receive us. But what we can control is the, is how we manage and steward what God has given us. I understand that God has given us love, but listen, if we don't understand that love has nothing to do with emotions or feelings, but it literally has to do with your commitment and your endurance to love somebody through their very worst, for better or for worse, that love is patient, that it is long-suffering, that it is kind, and it has nothing to do with how we feel in the moment. If we don't get this right, it's just going to be chaos in the relationship world. And I praise God, praise God for Mike Todd, because that man is out here preaching. Uh, you guys should look up his stuff, like his Relationship Reloaded series. And I understand that God has given us sex. But if we don't understand the context that sex should be given to people, my Lord, there will be, once again, there will be so much damage. There will be a lot of healing that will need to take place in the body of Christ. And there already is. And so the only reason why I'm just being an advocate for this is because I want to see people set free. I want to see people helped. I want to see people healed from these types of things and actually truly um, stewarding these gifts that God has given us on earth in the way that he desires, because in that way, he will bless you um, and that his hand will be on you when you demonstrate these gifts and when you use them for his glory. But we cannot sit here and ask God to be part of something that we did not invite him in. Let's invite him into our emotions. Let's invite him into our love and let's invite him into our sexual lives. All right. That's where we're at right now. So y'all be blessed. I'll catch y'all later. What up, y'all? I just want to say thank you to each and every one of you who has tuned in to the Christ Convo podcast today. Stay tuned for the next episode because I will be back. Be blessed.